everyone welcome back to life and sport podcast and i'm joined by a very special guest uh the first nrl guest of 2023 for the podcast he's a recent nrl retiree he's his last club was the gold coast titans his name is Corey thompson first of all thanks for joining us and how's retirement going yeah it's good i love it um i think i was probably one of the lucky ones that uh, you know went into retirement excited and and ready for the for the next phase so i know you know some boys struggle but um, I've been really enjoying it so far. Yeah, sweet. And what's been involved in that transition for you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, sort of just got um, ready for the next step um, early. I yeah. sort of, I was, um, you know, 80% ready to retire when I made the call and, um, you know, had a youth work lined up. And then I signed up for East Tigers uh, again for this season. And to, um, to play? Me a, a, yeah, to play for, for one more year. And, They've offered me a coaching role for 2024, which is good oh, as nice. well. And um, also start up at Kiva Park in the in the rugby league department in January, oh, uh, helping out with the coaching staff. So that's um, awesome. Keeping busy. So um, that's that was my main concern is is you know how am I going to keep busy? Um, I don't want to just sit there, yeah, missing missing football. I want to keep busy and and moving ahead in life. Well, I mean, you're, I've heard of a lot of players, you know, once they retire, they spend maybe a year or two still playing, but just not at the top level, like the stresses of the NRL. So it's great to hear that you're still going to get some, you know, footy fitness and play maybe in the Q Cup for, well, the Brisbane Tigers is what they're called now, but it'll always be East's Tigers, which yeah. <laughs> which is a perfect starting point because um, your footy days started in Brisbane. You are a Queensland lad. Um, first of all, who'd you follow growing up? Um. Oh, back when I was like, six and seven i think the only team we ever saw was the broncos yep um so you're sort of forced to support them and but i, I guess it was a good thing because back then you know darren lockyer was playing yeah um all the old school players that um were elite players now all the legends um, leg- yeah so i guess it was a good team to have to support because it was the only team that was shown on channel on the channel channels, so yep um yeah it was good so dad used to take me to lang park um, back when it didn't even have, you know, grandstands, it was just a when hill. it wasn't Suncorp, yeah, yeah. So just a hill on one side and and a small grandstand on the other. And I think I remember one game. I think the Broncos were versing the Steelers. Yep. Um, so that's a game that I can remember sitting on the hill. That's awesome. Honestly, that is so awesome. And obviously, that tangents in you. You spent your junior footy where well, you started your junior footy at East Mount Gravatt and then into South Logan. Uh, what was it like playing junior footy for those clubs? It was good. Um, East Macrovat, it was my local team that I lived near and uh, most of my school friends went there yep. in primary school. And I remember I was supposed to start playing when I was five, but mum thought I was too small. So I had to play <laughs> um, T-ball for a year Yep. Uh, until I was six. And then I uh, spent 12 years at East Macrovat. Wow. And what uh, was the, so what, what was the choice there, so. to move to South Logan? Was it because they didn't have an under-18s or something at East Mount Gravatt? Or what, was um, it to progress further? Of, um, got asked if, if I wanted to sort of play a high division. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I only ever played Div 2 and 3 until I was like 16, 17. Oh, wow. So I never played Div 1 or, or the, the A-grade juniors until I was probably like 16, 17. And then I went to South Acacia Ridge yep. uh, for the Ned Blair competition. Um, which was good. We ended up winning that comp. Oh, um, I, I think it's because and... you you were at the club. <laughs> I think that's why. <laughs> and then um, we won the comp there, but then I went back to Maracovat. Yep. Um, I think after that for one more year. And then I went and signed up for South Logan Magpies. 
Um, I think played a year of reserve grade there and then and made my Queensland Cup debut. And I think I played one year for Q Cup yep. and then moved to East Tigers. Yeah, nice. And that tangent to East Tigers led to what would in the near future at that time be your time in the NRL. You got a um you got a preseason with the Storm, which is an amazing club, first of all, to to be at, let alone have a preseason, but they couldn't fit you in the cap because they did want to sign you, but you ended up going and playing in a rugby sevens sort of tournament in the meantime after that. What was that like going from rugby league to rugby rugby union and rugby sevens very briefly? Yeah, it was good. I loved it. Um, I played rugby sevens a couple of times in the off season um, in between my stint at South Logan and um, Tigers. Yep. Um, played it a couple of times and I really enjoyed it. I loved the, you know, the open space and uh, the aspect of the game, but um Obviously, I couldn't take that, um, you know, to the next level or or professionally for a yeah. career because, um, you know, it's so selective. Only only a they're only a small team, and I ended up going back to East Tigers and played really well. I think two thousand and eleven or twelve played really well. Got best back. Cody Walker beat me for Player <laughs> of the Year. So wow, oh, yeah. um, I was unlucky, but me and Cody ended up being sent to the Storm. Um, at the back end of 2012, and we we started doing the preseason, and Cody tore his hamstring, I think, week one oh. of preseason, and he got flown home, and I spent the rest of the eight or twelve weeks by myself there. So, and obviously, um, you good. had a... so now you go ahead. Uh, it was good. It was probably one of the hardest preseasons I've ever done. I was literally about to ask um, how was it because they say that the first one is always the toughest. Yeah, and even throughout my career that first and one and only storm preseason was probably the toughest I've ever wow. done. Um, <laughs> just the days, the army camp, the the schedule that those boys are on. It was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but sort of a good thing. Cause it, it, um, you know, I started at a really hard point and just set me up the work ethic for the rest of my career. Oh, absolutely. Cause you, you could have gone into, you know, signed for another club blind as without a preseason under your belt, not knowing what to expect. And then been like, shit, I don't know if I can make it, but you already had a preseason under your belt when you signed for the Bulldogs. And obviously being a Brizzy boy, um, signing for a club like the Bulldogs is a massive thing. It's a Sydney based club. What was it like? And what was the move like down to Sydney for you? Yeah, it was pretty instant. Um, so I've flown, I flew down there on Saturday, met with the Bulldogs. Yep. And then I moved there on Tuesday. Shit. So, um, well, wow. uh, flew that down, quick. met with them on Saturday. Moved, and I've never been to Sydney before either. So, oh wow, um, moved on Tuesday. Little fish, and big just, pond. Yeah, and lived in Belmore in the yep. Bulldogs' house. So, um, you know, you know how um, hectic the Bulldogs fans are. I lived in the yeah. middle of Belmore, and wow, um, it was it was such a great club. Um, I love being a part of the the Bulldogs and you know I was grateful for, for my time there absolutely and speaking of your time there your first grade debut came actually against the Broncos in round one for the Bulldogs what was that like you know first of all to run on the field get your NRL debut but it was also against a Brisbane-based club being the Broncos yeah it was it was crazy I was sort of um hoping it would be at Suncorp but they flew down to, to ANZ Stadium and um it was it was crazy I remember I had to mark Daniel Vito Wow. Um, for my first game and he's a big boy and I remember he took a run near the try line and I thought I held him up but he um just got the ball down but yeah, it, it was such a great game and I remember I scored my first try the next game against I was the literally Sharks, about so to bring that up to, what was that like yeah it was good I still I still remember exactly what happened um 
got the ball down just on the line. It went up to the video ref as a no try, but um, they found you know the ball touched the touched the try line before I went over the sideline, and Fuck yeah, you know, it, was, it was crazy to actually see the big screen spin around and come up with try in, in an NRL game. It, it was something. Compared to sitting remember. at the stands and seeing it, you know, come up when you're sitting watching it, watching the game, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was crazy. Um, and then all the Bulldogs awesome. fans erupted too. So it didn't matter who you were versing, they, they would, you know, pack the ground out. Oh, they're absolutely like, you, you can say what you want about Bulldogs fans, but you cannot deny their loyalty to the club. Like they are just absolute yeah, diehards. Yeah, I always tell people, we, we versed them a couple of years ago and I think that was when they were going through a bit of a slump and yep. they're losing heaps of games and we played them in Sydney and they were still, you know, low 20s thousands there and they're all banging the drums and yep waving the flags and supporting them so you know they're, they're a great fan base to, to have a part of your team well absolutely and going back to your grassroots a little bit just before we continue the nrl chat because i meant to bring this up did you end up because you're a very proud indigenous man you've played for the indigenous all-stars uh did you end up growing up playing in the murray carnival or the curry knockouts at any point no never wow um, the first one um that I went to was when I was at the West Tigers. Yep. And I was supposed to play for Walgett. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, um, a lot of names come from Walgett, including yeah. George Rose. Yeah. So George Rose, um, you know, he always gives me a call that time of the year and asks if I want to play, but I just had my ankle surgery and um, the Tigers said I can go, but I wasn't allowed to play. Yeah. So I ended up going and um, just running water for, for Being the weekend. Being an ambassador and, sort of thing as well. Yeah. So um, it's an amazing event. Water for Walt. Walgett, yeah, it was my first time I've ever been, and um, it's <laughs> it's a very crazy festival it, of rugby league. It's, it's massive. Um, I went to the 2019 one before the before COVID all hit, and they had to cancel it for a few years. And I, everyone online this year was saying, "Why are there no talent scouts or NRL scouts there?" Because it is such a crazy level of skill that's being played there. Yeah, it's good, and you have the the young freakish athletes, but then you also have the the 50 year old unfit uncle that yeah. is taking hit ups off off the kickoff and then you know the the athletic nephews are smashing them so oh, it's you know, it's it, amazing it's such a it's such a good game to watch and you know whatever happens on the field if there's high shots penalties send-offs everyone just shake hands and hugs and laughs after full time and then you're on to the next game kicks off straight away exactly and because most people are multi-mob so they usually end up if their team gets out they'll end up supporting the the, the next mob that's you know going through the ranks and sort of stuff yeah. it's, it's amazing to watch it's such a great community event that i'm glad that it's televised nowadays because it's um and it needs to i believe get on fox sports not just on nitv because it's such a, a spectacle such a pinnacle of you could say community rugby league meets meets professional because like you said nrl players do get a chance you know obviously if they're not playing in the grand final because it's usually on the grand final weekend and if they're not injured they can play you know the fafita brothers were there that year josh out car was yeah. there that year it's it's amazing to it really is amazing to see that but yeah we just spoke about your time at the Bulldogs. You then went over to the Tigers, which is, um, no, sorry, you didn't go over to the Tigers. You went over to Witness in between that time. Yeah. What was it like going over to the UK? Because not only did you go from Brisbane to Sydney in a matter of a few days, you went from Australia all the way over to the UK. What was that like? Yeah, it was, it was different. Um, the first, like, six months to the year, um, you know, I enjoyed it just because, you know, I lived in a hot climate my whole life. Went over there, got to wear hoodies. Um, see you know, snow. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I 
as quick as I liked it, I hated it just as oh. fast. I hated the cold, um, always raining. Um, so it was, it was really good. I went over there to, to gain, um, you know, game experience. Yep. In 2015, I sort of in and out of the Bulldogs and, um, you know, wasn't really getting consistent footy. And yeah. when I went over there, I got to play consistent first grade footy and, uh, you know, I scored plenty of tries in my first year. And yeah, you did. I was lucky enough straight after the first year, the West Tigers called and um, said they'd be interested. And then I had to play out the second year in England and then came yep. straight back um, to the West Tigers. And what was that like? Obviously going from obviously cold and miserable by the end of it over back over to sunny Australia. Yeah, it was good. Um, I came back with plenty of confidence. Um, I knew, you know, I could have easily, you know, stayed in England and consistently played first grade, but, you know, I really wanted to get back to the NRL. Um, when I left, I'd only played like 35 NRL games and, you know, I still wanted to play. I still wanted to, to get to a hundred, yep. um, still had plenty of, you know, fire to, to compete in, you know, the world's best rugby league comp. And, um, when I came back, you know, there was no guarantees. There was, there was nothing. All I had was, you know, the basic football contract that gives you the opportunity and took it with both hands and had a really good preseason and ended up, um, starting round one and, um, pretty much played every game uh, before I got injured that year. Yeah, you did. Um, and honestly, it's a massive testament because there's definitely been a, um, you could say you, you were sort of the start, not you in particular, but like there was a bit of a crop where back in back in the, you know, 2000s, you, not you in particular, you know, NRL players would go over to finish their careers over, yeah. over in the UK. You wouldn't really hear about a player coming back to the NRL if they went over to the Super League. But you and probably a few others sort of thing started coming back. And now it's a very, um, it's a much more commonplace thing. And um it's, it is a very hard thing to do regardless to get back into the NRL because, as you said, that skill set is a little bit, you know, a bit more above than than the Super League. And how did you sort of adjust to um, the skill set to come back? Because, you know, I know some players, when they came back, they sort of, they felt their skills had d- diminished a bit when they went over to the UK to, you know, and they had to really work hard. Did you feel that sort of sense of um, needing to work hard? I, sort of, I came back with plenty of self-belief. Yep. Um, so it, it was pretty easy to know like the skill set i knew what it that i had what it take yep. to to play in the nrl so um you know i know some boys that are in and out of first grade and they go over there they probably reached where they could reach in the nrl yep um so they go there but um you know all all I, my goal was was to play one more nrl game yeah you know if if I, if I retired and i played the nrl game i would have been happy but oh wow um you know i was lucky um, Madge was the coach. Oh no, Ivan Cleary was the coach at the West Tigers when I first came. Yep. Uh, and he just, you know, helped me so much more um, in that preseason and, and throughout that year. And you know, it was really good. And then he he went to Penrith, and then I was lucky enough that Michael Maguire came on board and uh, and had you in his plans. I, yeah. So and I was lucky enough to win Players Player wow. of the Year my second year. So. Um, I was lucky enough to come back to two good coaches, yep. um, two premiership winning coaches. Um, my first years um, back here that just made me grow even more as a player. So, um, yeah. you know, credit to, to those two coaches. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you ended up finishing your career with the Titans, which it was a bit of a bit of a shock 
so for like, I mean, obviously anyone that's not in the NRL or, you know, close to you or, or the Tigers or the Titans sort of thing, it was a bit of a shock because you sort of, it seemed from the media that you requested an immediate release and you know, granted you went to the Titans sort of mid-season-ish. Was that a, um, if you don't mind me asking, was that a personal reason or was it a because uh, so, you wanted to get back up to Queensland? Yeah, so the Tigers had um, obviously recruitments coming Yep. Uh, for the third year. So they brought you know, some more outside backs in and everything. And then at the time, AJ had his fracture in his back. Yep. So the Titans reached out okay. um, to my management. Um, they just said, uh, you know, would Corey be interested uh, in coming coming back? You know, AJ's going to be out for a while. Um, he'll be able to, you know, play fullback or wing or, you know, Basically just your choice. <laughs> just the opportunity to come back while AJ was injured. I think yep. they, they had a few injuries in their outside backs and, you know, I asked the Tigers and said, um, you know, I'd love to to be able to go home. Yep. You know, I've, I've never had the opportunity to to play in Brisbane Gold Coast area. Yeah. Uh, before in my in my career, so um, they were really good. They obviously had a lot of talented young backs either yep. coming through the ranks or they've signed. So, um, you know, I was it, it just sort of Tigers. all fell into place, sort of thing for you, yeah, rather than what you know, the, the Tigers, media made it out to seem. Yeah, and you know, the Tigers could have easily said no. Nah, you're contracted here for another two years. You're staying. Yep. Um, you know, but they, um, you know, credit, they let me go and, you know, it was great. Packed up, moved to the Titans and, you know, had a, had a great um, career there. I loved it there. I loved being back on the coast, um, being around family. So it, it was really good to, to finish up at yeah. the Titans. Now that that's awesome because you, you, a lot of people, well, a lot of players don't get the chance to, you know, finish up in the state or, you know, an area where they sort of grew up. So it's amazing to hear. So we've covered the sort of nitty gritty stuff of the career. So now let's get into some sort of fun type questions and some, you know, a bit less, you know, a bit more lighthearted questions. First of all, you just mentioned Ivan and Madge. Who were your um, biggest coaching influences during your playing career? And, you know, to be sort of thing, sort of the man you are today. Um, well, I think like all, every single coach I've ever had, they've won premierships. Yep. Um, Justin's won the super league title. Yep. Um, so he knows what it takes to, to have a good team. All my other NRL coaches have won NRL premierships, but I'd have to say other than the storms preseason, probably Des Hasler. Yep. At the dogs. Um, sort of molded me into the, to the player. Yep. I remember I was like, Desi's the most He's the best person you'll ever meet. So genuine, kind. But when he's in coach mode, yep. he's the scariest person <laughs> that you would ever meet. Wow. I remember there were days where, because we obviously would do attack days, yep. practice our attack, and then D days. And the reserve grade would run whoever we're versing attack plays at us. Yep. And I remember I used to be terrified of defense days because if I was on the wing and if reserve grade scored, he would blow his whistle walk over to me and absolutely spray me he would be like we just spent an hour in fucking video and you toss up that shit (laughs) and like i remember i'd try and get out of training when i knew we would have defense days because (laughs) i used to say the boys i'd rather play in front of a hundred thousand people than train with just des standing behind (laughs) me but more pressure playing training in front of des than (laughs) playing in front of a hundred thousand wow um sort of after a while, because, um, you know, as a young footy player, you'd, you'd think, I, I can defend that. I'll watch it once. I, I know what's coming. Yeah. But after a while, I'd, I'd start to tune in more in video. I'd start to 
to read what was coming towards me more. I would start to figure out who had a good cutout pass that could hit the winger. Um, not to get, not, I didn't do that to get better. I did it so I wouldn't get yelled at. But, <laughs> Which it ended up, ended up making you a better player. Me, yeah, but it ended up made, making me a better player. So um, the person, yeah, like your, your question, the coach that sort of molded me would have been um, Des. That's amazing. And like, that's so awesome to hear. What would be, you'd say, your proudest achievement on the NRL pitch so far? Um, pro- there would be two. So the grand final. Yep, the 2014 um, grand final. Yeah, so yep. playing in the grand final and then the Indigenous All-Stars in Townsville. So yeah. those two would be sort of... Side by side? Um, yeah, side by side. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, unfortunately, it was a grand final loss, but you were part of that whole season, played most of the, like, I think most of the whole season. So it's an amazing accomplishment to get to a grand final, let alone... Yeah, so... I mean, unfortunately, I think, lost. But what was that season like? Yeah, I think that was my first year, so... Um, I was on match payments and I wow. played round one and then I played 27 games. <laughs> so, um, including the finals and the grand final. So that's um, a good, that's a yeah. good pay, pay year at the end of, if you do a match payment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, um, it was really good, uh, that first year. And that was another year where all I wanted to do was play one game. The debut was a surprise. Like, um, I had a good preseason, but there was no communication between myself and the coaching staff of playing or whatnot. It was just, Pretty much Tuesday, Desi came up and said, I'm going to put you on the wing this weekend. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so there was no sort of lead up or I didn't know mm. that I was going to be there. It was just um, just got named on Tuesday. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And, and of the two main positions you play, which were winger and fullback, which did you prefer? Um, I loved fullback just for the – I was able to roam, support the big boys, um, take scoots and that. But I also loved scoring tries on the wing. Yeah, um, winger tries. Sort of there's the nothing. There's nothing better than seeing a good winger try. Yeah, because I I never played wing growing up. I was always fullback or center, and then the first time I ever played, you know, wing properly was in Queensland Cup a couple yep. games when I wasn't fullback. So um, I did have to learn, but the more I learned and uh, the more I played wing, I enjoyed it more than fullback. Okay. Um. Yeah. The older I got. Yeah. Nice. Um. I'm just going through the list here. Now we're doing some quick fire ones. First of all, what's your beer of choice? Or if you don't drink beer, what's your liquor of choice? Uh, um, liquor of choice would be Jack Daniels yeah, and Coke nice. Zero. Yes, very nice. Um, and then beer of choice. I don't really drink beers. Yep. Sort of like pale ale or, or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. How do you like your steak? Medium. Yeah, very nice. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh... I'd usually say like a like Marvel movie, but probably yep. all time like growing up would be Armageddon. Oh, great film! That's such a good film. And okay, so what's your current favorite movie? As you said, Marvel. Who's your favorite Marvel hero? Oh, probably Deadpool. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love I love the Deadpool films. Absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite music? Um, like R and B. Chris Brown's my favorite artist. Okay, so who, was he on your, you know, game day playlist each day? Sorry, each game day? I never listened to music um, oh. before games because I'd um, get real anxious before games. Okay, yep. And, you know, hype songs and that would just make it worse. Shit, okay. So I'd need to have – I love joking around. Like some boys I have to stay away from because they're headphones on, don't talk to me and that. But, you know, I loved, you know, having a laugh and 
um, goofing around before the game just because it sort of um, right. settled me down and relaxed me a bit. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, I didn't really have a, a game day playlist. Usually in some teams would have like a big boom box and yep. someone would control the music and um, I'll just walk around kicking the footy or, or joking with some of the boys. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And speaking of, you know, having a joke around, who was the biggest pests at each club? At the Bulldogs, it would have been... Josh Reynolds, surely? Yeah, Josh Reynolds. <laughs> yep. Um, at the Tigers, it would have been Josh Reynolds again. Yeah, I was going to say he was there as well. Um, then at the Titans, um, Tino. Tino, okay. He, he he gives off a bit of a pest vibe, so I'm glad he the, does. Like I'm glad in the at at training and in the game, he's Mister Locked In Serious. Yep. But in between sessions, in the locker room, lunch breaks, away trips, the biggest pest. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and last one for the quick fire segment: uh, Apple or Android? Apple. Apple, absolutely agreed. And speaking of Apple, just going to get some questions up from the people that I because as you saw on Instagram, I made a post. Asking people to submit their questions for you. Oh. So we've got a few. Um, first of all, the question from Titans fan base or Titans.fanbase. First of all, thank you for your question. They ask if of the clubs that you didn't play for in the NRL, which one do you wish you could have played for? Um, That's a good question. I wish I could have played for the Storm after doing my first preseason there. Yep. Uh, you know, I think it would have been cool to to spend a season or, or however many years there um, down in Melbourne at Amy Park. Yeah, fair. Um, the next question is from Diego Sweaty or Diego Sweaty. I don't know. Uh, he asks, of your clubs that you played for in the NRL, who will finish higher on the ladder this coming season? Oh, I think now the Titans, I think, have a better youth. Yep. I think their young boys are a lot better. Yep. I think the Bulldogs have built for the last three or four years to finish higher. Absolutely, I, I agree. So I think with that. the Bulldogs have gone. The Bulldogs have gone through their last, second, last, third, last years. Yep. And I think now that they're building, that they've built um, fairly well. But I think if the Titans can stay fit, their young boys will be able to match it um, with the Bulldogs. Yeah, nice. Um, Mason underscore Sorbello asks. What are your thoughts on Matt Burton's bombs? Uh, thankfully, <laughs> I didn't. Every time he bombed it to me was a normal one. It wasn't yep. a floater. Yep. Um, but it's it's crazy how much it moves. Yeah. Um, I know they show it on TV and they try to capture it, but unless you're at crazy the game, when you're you standing, can't really understand it. Now, when you're standing underneath it and you you set your feet, it it'll it'll move ten meters by the time yeah it, you get to it. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if he if he's got size, you know, like 14 shoes, but you know the the height and floaters that he can put up is it's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, and one last question from the uh, listeners, fans, etc. They uh, Bilal underscore BNZ ask which team had the best culture? Oh, probably the Bulldogs. Yeah, but culture wise, um, every. I love being at every club. Yep. But um, just the vibes sort of thing. I, yeah. I think just because the Bulldogs had been around for so long. Yep. Um, they're probably the oldest team, you know, <laughs> from start wise when they were created that I've been at. And, um, you know, just, just what they, 
um, demand and, you know, the culture that they have. And I think it would go, go yeah, Bulldogs would be number one. And then, um, but out of all of them, I probably love my time at the Titans the yep. most. Yeah, nice. Um, that was probably the, the best club yeah. that I've been at would be the Titans. That's awesome. And speaking of the Titans, your last game, well, home game was actually last year. Was I was actually at that game. It was against the Knights. What was it like running out onto the field of Seabus for the last time? Yeah, it was good. Um, the Titans fans are—they're crazy. There's you got you know, nothing better sit, sitting in the sheds, and because um, it's not you know the biggest stadium, when you're in the sheds warming up, you can hear everything that's going on outside, and then um, you know the the run out through the tunnel, and them all they're more cheering and, and screaming. It's, it's a great memory to have. And, you know, glad that, you know, I was able to run out onto, onto C-Bus. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. Well, I mean, as I said, I was there. I just, I didn't put two and two together that it was going to be your last game at the, as like at the Titans for the home game. And it, honestly, you guys turned it on for that afternoon of footy. Like it was Sunday Arvo, four o'clock kickoff. It was, it was amazing. And obviously I always love seeing the Knights lose because I'm a Broncos fan. So it was great to see them lose and especially the Titans and in your last home game for them. I've got two more questions for you and then we'll wrap it up. First of all, uh, what's next for Corey Thompson? Um, I want to get back into rugby league. Um, so obviously I start at Kiebra Park in their rugby league department at the end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, I go full-time with Brisbane Tigers in 2024. And I also do one-on-one coaching clinics. Is that, that Coach AI? Book into. Yeah, so for Coach AI. So I I'll want to stay in. Yep. Yep. Thank you. I want to stay in rugby league. Yep. Um, obviously now that my playing career um, has finished, I've got to start from scratch now in the, Coaching, coaching side of it but um you know i really want to work my way up the coaching ranks and you know whether i go into coaching or, or recruiting um at a club I'd, I'd love to be able to um you know either maintain or, or build a culture at a club yeah. bring the right people in keep the right people um you know because there's, there's nothing worse when you're a player as if you know staff are chopping and changing yeah. Um. Half the plays, half the players get sacked or or changed or, or, each or year. If, you know? Or the coach gets sacked as well. Cause yeah. So some, some players is... sign on for a specific coach and then they're sacked when they get there. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to work my way up the ranks and learn off off people and and experience that side of of footy for a couple of years. And you know, hopefully, I can hopefully get a full time job in an NRL team and 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 help the the players. You know, win premierships. Yeah, nice. Well, fingers crossed for you. And the last question I've got is, which kind of feeds in perfectly with the Coach AI, which anyone who's interested, I'll put the link in the, in the description to that. And the question is, what advice would you give to any youngsters who have hopes of making it in the NRL? Definitely your work ethic. Um, it's so important to to outwork, um, not only the opposition, but your, your teammates. Yeah. Um, even when you make the NRL, um, you know, your local footy team, uh, your local school team, every time you go to training, you're training against someone that wants to take your position or you want to take their position. Yeah. Um, so I think just because it's a Monday training session doesn't mean that you don't have to work. Um, you know, some some pre-seasons I spent eight weeks trying to out, outperform someone. Yeah. All just to get named round one. Yeah. So then wow. once you get named round one, each week you have to perform to deserve to be named each week each week so probably your worth work ethic because you know if you've got talent but you don't want to work hard you'll last you'll last a year and then you'll never be seen again but yeah so as i say hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work yeah so 
Uh, you know, if you continue to work hard, your talent will continue to grow. And if you keep working hard, you'll stay stay around longer than the average um, NRL career. So, you know, that's only short. So, well, the um, average nowadays is hard, like 40 it. or 50 games. And I mean, you yeah, definitely, I think it's only three or four seasons that yeah. you know, a player signed for. So, you know, you... It's, it's not a long life. If, if you think you've made it after, you know, a year, you can quickly be, be, you know, out of the, out of the competition. Absolutely. And I mean, you managed to achieve a dream that so many people such as myself, you know, um, have, which is making it in the NRL, not just one game. Cause as you said, you would have been happy with just one game, but you managed to get that dream of playing over a hundred NRL games. And I got one last question. Cause I just thought of it. What was it like to play your 100th NRL game? Yeah, it was crazy. I remember, um, you know, I always saw when people would make milestones, I'd get it stitched or printed yeah. on their Jersey. And um, I, that was my game uh, that I came back from my ankle surgery. So I was out for eight weeks and I came back in and we flew to Canberra and we absolutely pumped them. Yeah. Um, you know, and now my uh, partner got the hundredth Jersey framed and, and everything. So, you know, I've got, I've got that to, to hang up and, and always appreciate. 